Who's fired up to be in the house this weekend? Come on, somebody give God some praise. Wow, you, you may have heard this statement that, that don't make a mountain out of a molehill. Have y'all heard that? It means don't make something that's not important, important. And so, for instance, this is really a molehill, but I need to say it. I've got to prove that Pastor Zach was wrong last weekend when he said that his generation had the better games. Now, because his generation didn't invent any games, they took the games of my generation and they just basically made a sort of a, they computerized our game. There we go, come on. And so now, we, we had whack-a-mole, okay? It wasn't electric, I got it. We had whack-a-mole. And what they have is guacamole. Are you kidding me? Guacamole. And so, you know, you play this game and, and others, but, but let's be real. Our generation has the best games. Come on, can anybody agree with that? There we go. There we go. There we go. Hey, let's, let's, get, let's get real this weekend. We may have mastered games, but how many of us have mastered life? Whether it's guacamole or whack-a-mole, life is coming at us so fast, it is so difficult to keep up with what's going on. So before we know it, we really are living life whack-a-mole. We just, if you're a student, man, it's school, it's athletics, it's academics, it's you got chores at home, are you dating, are you getting a car, have you got a job? Then young adults move in and it's, am I gonna, who am I gonna marry? What, what about my profession, my calling? What about, what about, what about? Then you get married, have kids and it's 401k and it's health insurance and it's, you gotta get the kids to school and to the ball field and you gotta run and you gotta run and you gotta run and then next thing you know, you're an empty nester and then, eh, Time's up, game is over. And if you're not careful, you will have spent your whole life whacking moles, just one molehill after another. Jesus, in his famous sermon called the Sermon on the Mount, really deals with this. Matthew chapter six, Verses, verse, beginning in verse 19, this is what he said. Don't store, don't store for yourself treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy with these breaking the steel, but store for yourself treasures in heaven. I, listen, I need you to lean in because I'm gonna give you some stuff that will absolutely transform your life. But if you keep believing the lies you believe when you walk in, you'll leave like you came and that will be a tragedy. If we were to actually get the weight scales and say storing up treasures on earth, storing up treasures in heaven, for the bulk of us, which side do you think will be heavier? Can we just admit it's going to be storing up treasures on earth? Are y'all out there? Can we just admit that? I mean, he says, where he said, don't store up for you. Sort for yourself treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust is toys, nor where thieves do not break in the seal, for where your treasure is, there your heart's gonna be. For many of us, our heart's on a ball field. For many of us, our, our, our heart is in the stock market. For many of us, 
We have fallen prey to this culture, anti-Christ, and we're swinging the mallet and we're so busy, we never stop. So are you missing the moments that make a life and a family and a legacy that will live on? Are you just whacking moles? Father God is so vital. Lord, we are so saturated in this anti-Christ culture. This culture distracts us from you. We don't even know it. And so God, I've, I've got your word today. You gave me clearly. But without your Holy Spirit, to bring about conviction that produces godly sorrow, that makes repentance, that turns into transformation. We're just all gonna keep doing what we've done, whacking moles. Holy God, would you light this place up? In Jesus' name. And all God's people said, welcome to another week of Family Games. Wherever you're at, online, in person, God behind bars, we love you. We're so glad that you're here. Let me ask you a question. If you're listening, say am. Have you ever cheated at a game? There we go. Come on. We're getting right this weekend. See, you could cheat in whack-a-mole by getting more than one person to play the game. Are you with me? So if we're not careful, we cheat ourselves. Pull your phone out. We do it every weekend in this series. Pull your phone out. About to be a QR code on the screen. I want you to to pick out of the list that are gonna pop up on your phone in order of priority, the top three priorities of your home. Go ahead and click it, because the more that take it, the better the results will be. Fill it, and in a few minutes, I'm gonna tell you what you said. Now, I live in a family of cheaters. Now, the difficult thing about that is I live in a family of pastors and they're cheaters. Are y'all with me? They're cheaters. So when we were, my kids were young, the days before there were screens, we played phase 10 and we played it all the time. But we, we still take phase 10 cars with us on family vacation, but we don't play as much because everybody's on a screen. And so we, we play phase 10. My daughter, Faith, would bring her own deck of cards hidden on her person. She always had two 12s because that was really difficult in the higher phases and always had a wild card hidden. But she had a whole deck because she was a cheater. The only person that could be Faith was Micah because he was just as adept cheater as she was. Now, Mike, Zach and I were godly, obviously. We didn't cheat, but the rest of them, they were cheaters. So are we in it to win it? Are we in it to win it? But is cheating really winning? So take your Bible or your Bible app, look, go to Luke 12. That's where we're gonna sort of camp out in just a minute. Luke 12. Now Jesus is called rabbi or teacher. It was part of the role that he fulfilled as a spiritual leader in Israel. And those rabbis were experts in the law. So they were often brought in to to settle disputes and debates among family and issues of the law. So Jesus is teaching Luke 12 and verse 13, someone in the crowd said to him, teacher, tell my brother to divide the family inheritance with me. But he said to him, man, who appointed me judge or arbitrator over you? Then he said to them, beware. So in this guy's mind, the most important thing was getting his share of the inheritance, right? Would y'all agree with that? 
Jesus passes right over to something far more important. Jesus said, beware. Be on your guard against every form of what? What? For not even when one has an abundance does his life consist of his, his what? Let's be real. We're Americans. We're the world's consumer of goods. Our lives consist of possessions. How much money I've got, how big my house is, how fast my car is, how new my fishing pole, my hunt, how our purse, our clothes, our stuff, what neighborhood, do I live in Sequoia Hills, do I live in Hardin Valley, do I live in Carnes, live in Oak Ridge? Because obviously, if you live in Farragut, you're better than everybody unless you live in Oak Ridge, then you're better than everybody. Are y'all with me? Our life consists of possessions. It's about how many trophies we have, how many academic uh, diplomas we have, how we are up in the deal. And so we have just as many disputes in our court system as, as Israel had in its day. But listen, in, in this day it was easy. The oldest son got twice, got half. The other sons divided the rest. The girls who were married got their inheritance from their husband's family. But what Jesus says is this, that's not even important. When we think it's primary, life matters more than your possessions. Just does. Put it another way, life is the mountain and possessions are the molehill. But we're caught up in this culture. Where do you spend your time, your money, your focus? Where do you do? At Faith Promise, we see our number one phase, we love God. We love God primary, we love God above all others. We can't wait to give to the God who gave us all for us. But let's be real this weekend. How many of us, how many of us have a set of personal values and priorities that we say that we live by that we really do? Or are we cheating? Students, are you cheating yourself out of your future? With your spouse by being sexually active now? Not growing in God? Young adults, are you cheating yourself on the calling of God in your life? Parents, are you cheating your family out of God's person? How about it, promisers? When a, a famous author said this, the worst lies are the ones we tell ourselves. It's so easy to lie to us. But every game that we play has rules. And if you can win, you gotta play by the rules. The truth is easy if you actually wanna know what it is. Jesus continues in Luke, picking it up in verse 16. And he, he's dealing with this possession issue. He told the parable saying, the land of a rich man was very productive. He began to reason to himself saying, what shall I do since I have no place to store my crops? See, they hadn't developed storage buildings where you could rent because there's no more room in your house for your crap. And so you pay extra money to go store your crap somewhere else. I had one invented yet. Or he could have just gone to and written about a bunch of storage buildings. Then he said, what will I do? I'll tear down my barns. I'll build bigger ones. And there I will store my grain and my goods. And I will say to my soul, soul, you the man. You've laid up many goods for many years to come. Take it easy, eat, drink, play golf, chill out and be merry. But God said to him, you fool. This very night, your soul is required of you. And now who will own what you have prepared? So is the man who stores up treasure for himself, 
and is not rich towards God. Let me ask you something. Are you richer in the world? Are you richer towards God? Doesn't matter how high you that you climb the social ladder. It doesn't matter how, if you're the CEO, how you travel. It doesn't matter if you won the game. The game ends for all of us. Doesn't matter if you had the number one high score in guacamole. Doesn't matter if you are Elon Musk, the richest man that's ever lived. It doesn't matter that you're the CEO. It doesn't matter how great your performance was. It just doesn't matter because it's all going to end. So maybe you're new to church and you're saying, wow, man, this is pretty heavy stuff. I got it. I get, I got it. Maybe your, your first step is to go tonight to next steps at any of our campuses and find out what your next step would be with God. We've got childcare. We've got dinner for you. Our, all of our campus pastors are there to lead that. It's incredible. Now, if, so if you're not a Christ follower yet, that's okay. We're going to show you how life can be better. And if you are a Christ follower, then you got to play by the rules. Matter of fact, that's what Paul said in 1 Corinthians 9. He said, do not all those who run in a race, all run, but only one receives the prize. Run in such a way that you may what? We're in it to win it. Everyone who competes in the games exercises self-control in all things. They too receive an imperishable wreath. If they won the games, they got a wreath of garland in three days, it was dry rotted, just like all our stuff. It's perishable. But we, an imperishable reward. Therefore, I run in such way as not without aim. I box in such way as not beating the air, but I discipline my body and make it a slave so that after I preach to others, I myself would not be DQ'd. Cheaters are DQ'd, disqualified. See, you know, don't we all say God first, family second, everything else? Don't we say that? But what do we actually live? Let's see what we said with the top three priorities in our homes today at Faith Promise. Let's begin. Most of the, the third most important priority survey says financial security. On the second most important survey says quality time together. Number one most important value in a faith promise family survey says relationship with God. Now, let me ask you a question. This is biblical. Relationship with God, quality time together. I wonder if you add those two up in a normal week, how much time that would be. And does it equate to how much time you spend on a ball field? You spend in front of a screen. You spend it entertainment. See, if we say that that's our most important thing, what if I took your list and laid it next to your Bible? If you could find it. Do you know how to get to you version on your phone or have you forgotten? What if I took your values that you just said, relationship with God is my number one most important value, and I put it next to your calendar? What if I took that financial security, number three, and put God next to your bank book? See, many of us are just whacking the mold that's popping up in front of us. We're so impacted by the tyranny, the urgent, that we say we have a set of values, but we don't live. Jesus said, Matthew chapter six, verse 10, pray this way, 
Our Father who art in heaven, your will be done, your kingdom come in, in, as it is in heaven, be it done here in my heart, in my home, in my family, at my church, at my work, where I live, your kingdom come, heaven kingdom invade right here. That's what he said. Listen, it doesn't happen when you're whacking moles. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these other things are gonna be what? Added unto you. But we're more worried about houses and clothes and all the other stuff than we are about seeking first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Is that, would y'all agree with that? And so our, we say we have priorities we don't live by, which makes us hypocrites. Is why the culture looks at the church in America and said, you're hypocrites because we say we have a set of values, but that is not how we live. And you say, but I'm just not sure. Give me your iPhone and give me your passwords and I'll show you what your priorities are. Because listen, what you're doing is so loud, I can't hear what you're saying. See, it's not what you say that matters to God. It's what you do. Romans 2, 13. It is not those that hear the word of God that are just before God. It is those that do the word of God that are justified. So many of you are gonna walk in, listen, I love you. I'm so for you. We're for you. But if you do not hear and realize this culture has set up that if your kids play soccer, it's 12 months a year. They play football, baseball, whatever they play, it consumes you and your family. Nothing wrong with sports. It's an incredible mission field. But many of us have allowed it to trump God. And Jesus said in Matthew 15, 8, quoting the Old Testament prophet, their lips are towards me, but their hearts are far from me. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. And we know the truth. Do we live the truth? Or are we educated above the level of our obedience? Let me show you something that helped me years and years ago. Many of you have seen this. You've done it, done in time management stuff. The four quadrants. There are four quadrants. I use these to develop my priorities. 30-something years ago, I still live by them. Four quadrants. Important, uh, urgent, not, not, not urgent, not important, urgent, not urgent. Four quadrants. The first quadrant, where it's urgent and important, crisis, pressing problems, deadlines, those are important and they're urgent. I try to live in quadrant two. Important, not urgent. Because see, your quiet time is important, but it's not urgent. I gotta get an early start on the day. I'm gonna go ahead and skip that. I got a test at school, I'm gonna skip that. I got an early meeting at work, I'm gonna skip that. I, we're gonna, I'm gonna skip that. I really know I should serve, but I'm too busy. I'm gonna skip that. It's important, but it's not urgent. I'm not gonna do that. I know I should spend a day night with my spouse. It's important, but it's not urgent, so I'm not gonna do that. So the great and most important things in life we don't do because we're not urgent or we're not whacking moles. Number three, it's urgent, but it's not important. It kills us. How much time do you spend on your screen? We're so addicted to screen get. Matter of fact, after the last service, I opened my phone and said screen time last week. Down 7%. It's a win. You can tell how many times you pick it up, how much time you spend on it. When was the last time you had something sinful that warned you every time you used it? 
Because listen, those screens are robbing us of our relationships. Facebook is not a relationship. You have a flat tire at four in the morning and go on Facebook and see who's coming. Nobody. It's the people that you've invested your time with, not screen time, FaceTime. You said quality time. You said quality time with people. Are you spending more time staring at a screen or in the face of people that you love? Come on. What's the well? It's going to be. He said, but I'm, I'm, just, I'm just not sure. I, I'm not sure. Let's go back to Luke chapter 12, picking up verse 22. Jesus still talking about this. For this reason, I say to you, don't worry about your life, what you're going to eat, nor your body, what you're going to put on. For life is more than food and the body more than clothing. If God can't take care of your food and clothing, he's not God. It's vain to rise early and eat the bed of bread of painful labor and work till late at night for God said, I'll make you rich while you sleep. See, we got to get our priorities right and we got to live the action priorities that we say. It's not about earning God's love. We have God's love. See, we want to be with God because we love him. I don't have a quiet time because I'm a legalist. I have a quiet time because I am so in love with God. I'd rather be with God than anybody else on the planet. I mean, I just, I love God. I want to be with him. If you have no regular time with God, why stinking not? Do you love him? Do you want to be with him? Listen, if I love somebody, I want to be with them. If I don't like you, when I see you coming, I go the other way. I pray for you, but I'm not talking to you because I don't like you. Are y'all with me? Don't act spiritual. You got tons of people work you don't like. Are y'all with me? I got people I don't like. I love them, but I don't like them. I won't be in heaven with them, but we're not there yet. So, <laughs> I'm not, listen, I'm not totally sanctified yet. Still a little flesh monster alive. Let's get practical for a minute. What are some steps that you can take? What are some steps? Number one, come on. If you're listening, I'm listening. Set an appointment with God. Put it in your outlook. Put it on your, put it on your agenda. Every day I got an appointment with God. Don't let anybody trump your appointment with God. Everybody in my life knows that God is first. Everybody knows the morning is with God. Every time somebody tries to schedule something in the morning and it definitely happens, I say, listen, you don't get to trump God. You don't get to trump God. My, your family, your coworkers, your friends, your small group know that your number one priority is God. We're about halfway done 20, through 2022. How about that Bible reading plan? How's that going? Oh crap, I forgot about it. How does he know? He knows. Jump back on the train tomorrow. Don't catch up. You got lost in Leviticus. I got it. I got it. The furniture got you. The laws got you. You just fell by the wayside. Get back on the wagon. Set a time with God. Set a time with God. Set a time with God. Number two, set apart what is God's. Go back and listen to the first series that Pastor Zach did in this series about the things devoted to God. If you're seeking first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, you're bringing the first 10% of your income to God through his house. Oh, oh, didn't like that, did you? Because you're living outside your means. 
And you're disobedient to God because you're not a good steward of what God gave you. And if you read the Bible, it doesn't go well for poor stewards. And if you're born again, you're a steward. If you're a bad steward, it's going to suck when you get to heaven. Oh, no, it's going to be great. No, it's not. When you stand at the beam of seat of judgment, it's not going to go well. Read the Gospels. How about setting aside Sunday morning for worship? The average faith promise family comes 1.2 times a month. That is the absolute worst stat at faith promise. One point, how do you know that? Because we measure check-in with kids. The average family check kids in less than two times a month. Listen, that means out of 52 weekends, you're coming 12, 13, 14, where the devil's got all this time to impact you to slowly to slowly draw you away from God, you're only popping in once, twice a month. That's all God gets. Can I tell you something? That's not putting God first. Because seeking first the kingdom of God, it means the kingdom trumps everything in your life. What about time with your family? Set aside time for family. That means guys, before you play video games or go golf, how about a date night with your wife? Parents, how about time with your kids without screens? What does family dinner look like at your house? Everybody come together, we talk about God, we talk about our day, we talk about our challenges, we love on each other. Or does everybody get their plate, head to their bedroom and cut their screen on? That is not family time, that is not quality time. Well, we got, we got quantity time. Listen, you got quantity time just to, get, to try to get some quality time. Because listen, what you people do, what people see. The reason you're raising your kids like you are because that's how your parents raised you. And if you do not make a deliberate decision for action that I'm gonna actually live out my values of what I say is, it's, it's gonna be proven out by where my money is, my calendar, or my time. I'm not living a whack-a-mole life. I'm gonna invest the kingdom. What does it say? Seek ye first the kingdom of God. And I'm gonna add all this to you. Does that describe your family? My family is seeking first the kingdom of God. You say, Pastor, you just don't understand. I just don't have time. No, you have not made time for what's important. You're whacking, stinking moles. And I'm telling you, God designed the universe and God designed you. He knows the rhythms that are best. He knows how to bring you the greatest joy. When you put seeking God as a top priority of your life, can I tell you, life gets better. You won't just survive, you'll thrive. You'll thrive. So what are you currently doing? Are you lying to yourself? Because Jesus said, where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Or you just run, 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 run. You're actually not in control. You've just given it up to the rat race. Don't get caught, caught whacking moles and not building a legacy that's gonna live on after you. Now, what I know is the Spirit of God is pinpointing some things in your life. He's already touching. I've done my part. Now, conviction brings about godly sorrow. Godly sorrow brings about repentance. Repentance brings about transformation. That's our word for this year. We'll give you time to respond. You can light a candle. You can take the Lord's Supper. You can go to one of these crosses and ask God to help you reorganize the things that matter most to you so that you don't die with a load full of regrets of how you spent your time. Are y'all with me? What does the prophet made if he came to the whole world 
He loses his soul. Father God, we come to you now in the name of Jesus. We're not gonna cheat. We come to you and we ask for direction and correction. We ask, God, that you would so expose us to the lies that are killing our families. They're destroying our marriages. Kids are growing up, don't even know what sex they are. We don't even know what a definition of a family is. We're growing up in the most crazy world I've ever seen. And God, you are priority. Help us to live out what we know to be true. In Jesus' name, let's all stand to our feet. These altars are open. Our prayer counselors are coming to the front. There's people to pray with you as we worship. Do what God has already said do.